Hello, folks, and welcome to Hacking Life with John Hacker. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about what I would call objectivity really means. So just to get started, we all have to make numerous decisions on a daily basis, some with very large consequences, some with very minor consequences. I mean, whether you choose to wear your one pair of pants or another doesn't really matter. But whether you choose to move to, let's say, New York or Seattle can have a major impact on your life. And there are plenty of tools out there, and we've talked about this in some prior episodes, that can help you better objectively measure your decision making. But it's important to recognize your emotional biases, not only on the larger decisions in life, but also on your day-to-day decisions, especially because these kind of things add up. As I've said before, and this is a David Goggins quote, denial is the root of complacency. And denying that you're feeling something, or at least not recognizing that you're feeling something, is in essence a form of denial, which will make you complacent. So here's a question then. How do you recognize what you're feeling at any time? For some people, this is very easy. Some people are very much in touch with their emotions. I'm part of the group that had to learn the hard way, so to speak, how to get in touch with my emotions. And it's still something I'm doing to this day, so to speak. And to everyone, it really is a different journey. So I'm not going to have any direct answers for you here, but I can tell you what my experiences have been and hopefully they can help you with your own. Who knows? So, okay. One of the big things that I've noticed are that emotions tend to create blind spots, especially when it comes to logic. Again, I'm not saying people should be unfeeling chunks, but that not recognizing your emotions will mean that you'll usually retroactively justify your decision logically when really it was an emotionally based decision. Again, not an inherently bad thing, but it creates a lot of blind spots. It can create problems over time. Um, One example, I think, from the work that I do in entrepreneurship is it can be very easy to get into this habit of believing that certain people don't have valid opinions or they don't have valid input because in the past they have it or in the past, for whatever reason, something went wrong. And then so you retroactively justify, okay, So if this went wrong based on what this person said, well, whatever they're doing today must also be wrong. That's not really true because all people are imperfect and they're all going to get something wrong sometimes and sometimes you get something right. Even a stopped clock, which no one really is a stopped clock, is right twice a day. You shouldn't discount something simply because someone has made a mistake in the past and has said it. It's the same reason why you shouldn't discount something because of an attack on someone's person. You should, the ideal is to objectively analyze everything coming in. 
But the reason why personally I had some problems with this is that I had tied emotions to that particular person. And in turn, that made it more difficult to logically and objectively run through the judgment. On any small decision, this isn't going to cause a major impact, depending on the severity of your, well, I'll even call emotional neglect or your neglect of your emotions. But over time, this kind of thing can add up and create a larger and larger blind spot, which can really become a problem. Especially when that starts to impact your decision making on larger things as well. And when that starts to impact your life course. Again, I think it's a misnomer to say people can't make decisions on an emotional basis. I don't personally think it's a bad thing to just recognize what emotions you're playing to and really ask yourself if that's the kind of person you want to be. Here's another example um, of an emotional blind spot, so to speak. Again, when it... So I'm a young entrepreneur, which means I got into this really really young. I'm, I'm 21 as it stands today. In comparison to a lot of other people working, especially in biotech, I'm basically a baby. Um, but that oftentimes also means that people will constantly question you on everything and will have and will assume oftentimes that because of your age, you're wrong. Hence, this is actually part of what created the blind spot I mentioned before. Um, because that does have an emotional reaction over time. When everyone immediately discounts your opinion and what you say, it's important to become resilient to that. Now, either what I would call the right way to be resilient to that and what I would call the very emotional way to be resilient to that. The emotional way is to, to stop listening to people, which is a terrible idea because it's just going to lead you in a negative direction in the long term. What I would call the right way is to kind of toughen up, so to speak, get used to having tough feedback and learn from it. A lot of times for people that are genuinely trying to help you, there's wisdom in when they're telling you that you're wrong. For people that aren't, they're that in that scenario, it's important to recognize where they're coming from more than anything else. Which I suppose brings us on to another point, the biggest thing I've seen with taking advice is understanding where that advice is coming from and what context, which is a inherently a logical thing. And it requires good observation skills. The problem again happens when it becomes very easy to allow emotions to cloud that judgment and to just start dismissing people out of hand, which is never a good thing. It causes tensions, it breaks down communication, and I mean, it literally goes against the very foundations of what we have as society. Frankly, if you find yourself doing that and you don't catch yourself and you don't have the people there to catch you, it's very likely that in time you'll find yourself either alone or not nearly where you want to be. That's just kind of the situation. That's always the case when you're denying either some part of yourself or your emotional spectrum. 
Because when you're denying what you're feeling or what you see, or at the very least you don't recognize it, which personally I believe is a form of denial, it's not only complacent, but it is degrading to yourself. So I don't know, maybe you don't struggle with this type of thing, or maybe you haven't recognized that you do yet. It required a very long time for me to become aware that it's something that I have struggled with in the past. It required a lot of people knock on this whole head of mine. I can be quite stubborn at times. But in the end, I think that it is something to grow from, which actually is another topic and you know i'll probably get to this in the next episode um but it's really never too late to stop to start growing it's never too late to stop growing either it's really a decision on where you want to see yourself anyways what else was on this up i mean personally for me i started recognizing emotions almost like as haze so to speak, over existence, it it really tinges everything. And if you don't recognize it, it tinges everything and then you justify everything with some sort of logical reason when it's all emotional and that can go very poorly. So if you want to start recognizing your emotions a bit more and how they may be impacting your decision-making, I would really suggest... I mean, meditation is a common suggestion and there's a reason for that. It can work, especially if you're doing it right. There's no real right way to do meditation, but frankly, it's just emptying your mind and seeing what comes across it and then recognizing what it is and why you're feeling that way. But I I also believe that just as with a lot of things, having the right people around you to provide you either feedback or to provide you understanding of yourself can be an extremely powerful tool. Introspection is one of the best ways to self-improve, but what I would say it's even better is introspection with the assistance of others who genuinely care. That being a very important part because frankly, not everyone will. One of the biggest life skills that I've had to learn, especially in recent years, and I would even say recent months, has been discerning people who genuinely care from people that are just trying to use either me or my company or just want money out of me. I mean, like it's, it can get pretty bad, especially in the startup world. And that doesn't just apply to the startup world though. Again, discerning those people, it's, it's a skill that comes with time. I mean, I could talk all day about the people that have tried or even succeed in screwing us over, but it just doesn't really do much. And it's not going to help you either. You'll start to recognize it when you've been screwed over once or twice, if you haven't already. And if you have, then you kind of understand what I'm talking about. There's a certain way people act. There's certain inconsistencies that become very clear once you've seen them once before. I mean... An easy way to tell it for the entrepreneurs in the room is if you have someone trying to sell you something, they're often doing it out of personal interest. That can be good. That can be okay. But if they then try to convince you that they're not, 
that's a humongous red flag, frankly. If someone's trying to sell you something, they're trying to sell you something. And that's okay. That's a business transaction. That happens. But the moment they're trying to convince you that they're your friend, it means that they're trying to manipulate you. And when someone's trying to manipulate you, they want something out of you beyond a simple business transaction, which usually means that they're not a person that you really want to be dealing with. On that note, and this is kind of the flip of what I've been mentioning. While it's great to have people that are genuinely care and are in your life to help you, the easiest way to find them is to genuinely care and help others. It's, it's kind of ironic. Um, you kind of have to give to get. And I'm not talking about like reciprocation and expecting anything. That's not going to do you much because people can tell because salesmen have been using that for so long now that it's, it's become almost ubiquitous with someone trying to manipulate you. You actually have to genuinely give and expect nothing back. And just also know who to give to because there's, again, there's certain people that are trying to use you. They're, they're not worth your time. Well, this has been a very meandering episode of hacking life with John hacker. I hope wherever you are or whatever time it is, you're having either a good day or potentially a better one. And I'll see you next time where I'll probably end up talking just a little bit about what I mentioned before. Peace out, folks. Talk with you later.